Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, you Spurs. That looks on side for me. And I, don't, I can't really be critical of the goalkeeper with the goal. It wasn't a foul, but I think it's so easy to be critical of a keeper when when there's a goal. And, uh, and, he, and he perhaps could have done better. But when you look at it, I mean, you know, is it Diaz, wasn't it? I mean, he had Diaz in front of him. I mean, isn't Diaz like he's set like six three and an absolute beast, yeah. isn't he? So, not not um, you know, I I also think when you look at the goal, um, yes, he obviously could have done slightly better, but there were an awful lot of people in white shirts sort of standing around flapping their arms about, frankly. So, yeah. and then you you got run up. Hoiberg was poor. Really you, poor. You, you can just see why he's not, he doesn't fit. Like there's sometimes where he's neat, but he's always passing backwards. And the comparison between him and Bentico is, is just huge. And no, then you go, no. we're missing Saar. And so when you go, yeah. we're missing Saar, we're missing Sonny, we're missing Madison. Actually, you take those three out, we're, we're missing a huge amount of creativity up front, a huge amount of control. There was no, it was no, no, re, it was no, it, it was no surprise that what happened. On Friday happened, but it is disappointing. The crowd worked for it. I just, I just can't see us ever scoring. Johnson's beginning to worry me a little bit. I just can't see him being able to shoot or find the good ball. It takes too long on the ball, too many touches. There's, he just worries me a little bit. But he is a young man. But he still worries me. He feels a bit old, Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? This is second or third season, second season in the Premier League, isn't it? Last season with Forest. Mm. Um, I think that. So I think he probably is underperforming a little bit. You know, he's not he's not come from an overseas league with no Premier League experience, I guess is the point that I'm making. But I also think that if everybody was fit, if we had nobody in the treatment room at all, I, I think he'd be on the bench. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think if we have our first team out, we are a match for anybody in the league, anybody in mm. Europe. I really do think like that. Yeah, I know. And that's why, yeah, I guess it's just a little bit frustrating. But having said that... Um, I think that for this season, um, you know, you we we looked at our predictions a few weeks ago, didn't we? And if so, if yeah. I, in 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 that vein, if we think about what we were talking about in August, I think that everybody, me included, saw this season as a transitional season, and on that basis, it is that. And they've now basically got one game a week, sometimes two. Uh, get everybody back fit and they can have a real pile on for that top four, can't they? And at the end of the day, if they finish the season in the top four, Champions League football next season, I, I mean, considering where they're at, you know, coming up at least four places in the league and a new manager with a completely new style of play, new players, it will still be an unbelievable achievement and season by them all. And, uh, you know, Postacoglu, you know, being for manager of the season for me, um, unbelievable. So let's hope that they can now get their head down and get that done over the next whatever it is, 18, 19 games, whatever it is. Can you imagine how good that's going to be in the Champions League, seeing this team? It's it's going to be so good and when we have a full summer of recruitment as well, because the winter's been good with Drago Sin, who's on the bench. It was a shame we didn't get to see him play properly, but it was City. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see him against Brentford. I'm really excited. I'm I'm really excited. I'm devastated about the FA Cup. It just seems like it's a year now we have to wait really for anything good in the FA Cup. And I love the FA Cup. And it's not about this wait for trophy. It's just about the respect. And I know it's City and I know anything can happen. You have a look at what happened to Ipswich, but it's the FA Cup. Like this should be the most important thing. 
apart from Zeke. Tell you what it did feel like though. All the commentary was about why City winning City would be winning if they had Haaland. It was always cities to lose rather than two good teams going at it. We could have won that, maybe. They only scored in the eighty eighth minute from a, a sort of scrappy goal. You saw how frustrated Guardiola was. He didn't think they were battering us. Like there weren't many shots on target that were really worrying us apart from the goal which maybe should have stood. I I don't know. It it it, it frustrated me. Um, to see. No, you're 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 right. I also thought De, like De Bruyne made a massive difference when he came on. I personally yeah. thought we just head and shoulders above everybody else, isn't he? And you know, it's so strong. And that bit when he put Van der Ven on his backside, and you know what, um, but what what a player he is, De Bruyne. Brilliant, brilliant player. Silly hair though now, but um, uh, he should have he should have scored. And and Hoiberg oh, gave God, away yeah. just before the goal, gave away two absolute sitters, one to him, didn't he? Um. And yeah, he is. He does look a little bit like you cannot. You he, he sort of doesn't really fit in with the system anymore. You can understand why clearly there's a lot of noise about the club getting him, you know, moving him on and thinking of something different. But they got to. I don't think they can move him move him on, can they? I think they've they, they've got to have him for the rest of the season and then have bring somebody else in and have him for a whole preseason. Yeah, um, Skip came on. That's a hundred Spurs appearances for Skip, which is. Pretty impressive, really, Hendrix, yeah. for his Boyer yeah. club. Um, it's worth saying, Madison, up to last week, was the 10th best midfielder in terms of goals and assists this season. And considering he's been out since November, is imagine how, what his numbers would be like. Incredible. Yeah, yeah and he, he, he could see the, you know, looks so assured on the ball, didn't he? Just he's not, nowhere near fit. So hopefully another... Another week, some slightly more minutes against Brentford in in the week, and um, and uh, you know within a week or two he'll he'll be he'll be back. Talking of transfers, did I read today? I've been flying around today that Brentford signed uh, Noosa. Have they actually signed him? Yeah, he's in England doing medicals. And they've signed him, but the yeah, but all the the Spurs chat from us is like we have one meeting with him. And okay. he he had a choice, and Brentford could guarantee him starting time. So why yeah. wouldn't you go there? Yeah, I sort of think young a young player. If Tottenham was serious about signing you, they probably they probably would have got it done. No, they they yeah, obviously yeah. he was obviously one of many that they were they were That's looking good. at. And half the time with the press and social media and everything, I I think it's the agents that are just trying to big it up and to get it sorted. I don't think there's probably hardly any truth in it. It's almost worse to read it. Alistair Gold has talked about um, Lazio had been in contact with Sunderland to sign Jack Clark for between 10 and 15 million. Now, we only sold him for 750,000 a few years ago. But wow. Apparently, we've got to buy a sell on clause of 25, 25%. So, get a bit of cash. Good old Levy. Better place to Levy. Like, you have a look at all the reports, and every club, no one can buy anyone. Like, we seem to be the only financially stable club, and we are the richest club in London. Like, he must be going, This is this is what I do. Like, are you not entertained? You know, we, we complained <laughs> when he, he gave himself a pay rise all this bonus a few years ago, but we might just be the only club left in the league soon because they might all go under, you know. Yeah, I agree. And we, I've, I've said this so many times that like, let, there's no doubt last season we were all frustrated that the team sort of felt like it had lost its identity, not just in the way that it was playing, but also... You know the club and its primary focus should be football and not necessarily lots of other things. And um, there's they they've absolutely like fixed that, you know, yeah. and fix fixed the PR of that. And they've made what seemed to be really good hires into the structure of the running of the club. 
Um, and yeah, like the, the the way that he runs that club and probably Arsenal the same. That you know, if 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 they'll they'll be one of the you know these other clubs are going to go under. They're all going to go under. And I, you know, yeah. Tottenham, so long as they keep running it the way that they're running it. Won't. I mean, they make a million quid a game out of food and drink alone. I'm talking about this, and I just feel like that's fine. What we're saying is they've just increased how much money they're scraping out of fans. Like we are a profit line to them. We're on their PL is how much money yeah. can we suck out of the, the ecosystem? How much money can we stop them spending on Tottenham High Road regenerating an area that needs the cash? And yeah. how much money can we just throttle into the ground? And I've got obviously that's the game, and we have to do that. It just I didn't like the PR around that just it just felt no. a bit <laughs> ropes. I guess we can't have it both ways though right we can't then say no. you know we're able to sign players the reason why we're able yeah, yeah. to sign players is because we're you know making money into the into the ultimately in, into the business that other clubs both aren't able to make and or are making so and when you look at my... so I was just going to say when you look at um like Man United at the moment and the changes that they're making off the field, it mm. seems to me like they're they're putting in place structures that are exactly the same as the structure at Tottenham. Like they're almost trying to replicate the model. So, um, you know, to your point about Levy, he's deeply frustrating because things like Noosa don't happen. And as a fan, you look at him and you think, what a young lad he is. Like, why don't we get that done? But at the end of the day, my kids your kids are going to be able to go and watch Tottenham when they're our age. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, if you're a fan of Man City, I'm not entirely sure that that's... Well, you might be able to go and watch them, but they might not be playing Premier League football. Oh, look at Chelsea now. Chelsea have stopped having that money pumped in. I know they spent a billion under Bully and whatever, but that artificial inflation is gone now and they have to play within the rules. And suddenly, they've got all these players on the eight, eight-year contracts and most of them are pretty terrible and they're in, sitting in ninth position. They're nine points behind us. There's all these videos going around of Fat Frank going, you know, at Chelsea, if they finish outside the top six, it'd be a travesty. Like, this is who they are. This is who Chelsea are. It, it, it drives me insane that people think they're this massive club. There's no history there. There's no history. Yeah, they're going back to who they are. And it's exactly the same with City. It's not sustainable. They're just artificially inflated. Yep. As soon as they, the oil money goes, They'll fall back to who they are. There's, people aren't fans of City because of the history. They're fans because they're winning. As soon as those social media likes go because they're not winning anything, they'll go back to who they are. They'll just sink back down the league. I completely agree with you. Legacy and you know the history of a club uh, is incredibly important. And it's the reason why even clubs that aren't in the Premier League at the moment you know, are still big clubs. Mm. Like Leeds are still Leeds. a big club in the, in the championship, getting whatever they get in a week, you know. Legacy oh, of the club. I know, well, I know not to be, my, my wife's family from Reading. Have you seen what's going on there? It, what a shambles um, is going shambles. on there. Like they yeah. had to abandon the game the other day because uh, the fans were on the pitch. Like the, these owners, like the Chinese owners, have you seen where they got their money from? No. From what I read, they take uh, nuclear, like fallout shelters. Um, and turn them into malls because there's loads of rules from the government over there um, that you can't turn, like you can't create these things overground because the government are in charge of it and they won't want to control it all. But there's no rule stopping them changing these underground shelters into malls. And so that's where they made the money. And so they bought it 
for the assets. And it's going to go under soon. Like, it's really going to, we're going to see Reading Athletic or the, the Royal Barks Athletic, you know, it's going to go, become probably like Milton Keynes and Wimbledon soon. It's quite sad. It's really sad. I don't know what's going on in the world where people can make enough money to buy a football club because they turn nuclear bunkers into shopping malls. What's going well, yeah. on? I, I'm so confused. <laughs> well, the other one for me is, is Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle were meant to be challenging for the league, challenging for the Champions League. I thought all the, all the press before the, the start of the season was like, this is Newcastle's year. They've got all this money. They changed their away kids to Saudi Arabian Green. And they've got Eddie Howes, this amazing manager. They're buying all these players. They're buying the, the star of Milan. And now they're, they're out of the Champions League and they were, you know, bless them. They were naive and tired. Everyone's tired. And now and Eddie Howe's come out and say, oh, we haven't got any friends. No, it's loaning players. No, because you took the money. You took the mm. money. It, it, it drives me insane that they... How many games do you think Newcastle have won this year out of 21? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't got the league. Nine. Nine. One. Nine games. One. That's not good enough. It's the same as Chelsea. Why aren't Chelsea getting more scrutiny? It's only one less than Man United as well. Man United less, won less than half their games. Wow. Is, not, it, is it because of the, the revenue going into the club? Is that the reason why they're falling foul of FFP? So will they fix that in the summer? Do, do, is there a new revenue stream coming on board for them in the summer? Or, or that, or they the, basically the Premier League's rules have changed. And so now, and they bought the club, didn't, didn't the, whoever it is, is it PIF or whatever? They bought it before the rules changed, didn't they? And then the Premier yeah. League changed their sustainability rules to supersede FFP and it's yeah. just screwed them. And if, and if, yeah. And if you stand, I've heard that if you stand, because St. James's Park's right in the centre of the city in Newcastle, it's the most imposing things. Yeah, yeah, been. Brilliant to visit, although not great to watch. But if you stand at the very top of the stand and it's, and you know, there's no one there, it's really quiet and you listen really carefully, you can hear Daniel Levy pissing himself laughing <laughs> 600 miles away down the A1. I just, there was some brilliant. I love. I love this story. Like there was one about they were after a player. They were going to sign him for big bucks, and they they didn't move because they couldn't fly back to their home country from Newcastle Airport. And they have to think about these things. It yeah. it's not good enough. It's it's just no. not good enough. They're a massive team, amazing support, great people, great city. All of this. It's a shame that they sold themselves, and actually the value of what they what they sold it for. Is, is as in sold their soul for is is just not there. But it's funny though. It's very funny. It's very very funny. Yeah. yeah. What did you make of uh, Eric Dyer's interview for Bayern Munich? Everyone piled on him, didn't they, with his um, Joey Barton accent? I just I don't know. I I've gone through phases with him. Just good luck to the kid. Like yeah. imagine imagine you've. You spent your time, a long time at a company. You, you served out useful purpose, thing, and suddenly with the big one of the biggest companies in the world comes and says that we'll, we'll take you. You can go move with your best mate. Good luck to him. I really That's agree that he, he, it's it's brilliant for him that he's gone there. And yeah. he, you never know, like the German, he, he he was just a square peg in a round hole at Tottenham, wasn't he, with the way that they were playing. He, he um, yeah. was quite unlucky in that sense. Uh, and in the right system can be a really good player. So I agree with you completely that he, he, you know, he deserves every bit of luck. And I didn't like the way that they treated him at the end. It was the brutality of elite sport at the end, I thought. Um, I also thought, though, not for any other reason than it just sounded quite funny, that his interview was quite funny. 
it wasn't gonna, yeah you're allowed I'm, to go. I'm, I'm gonna be honest I don't, it doesn't mean that i'm sort of piling on and i've seen all the things oh. this is this is the reason why it happens i'm like yeah i know that and i'm not belittling him in any way it's brilliant what he's just done funny. it's just quite funny it's just funny yeah yeah <laughs> like when your mate turns up and he's got a new shirt on and it's <laughs> exactly and it's it's, it's just it's fine i get it yeah, but it's yeah. just funny we it's all a know lovely shirt on. but it's just quite it's just quite funny i'm sorry i'm not being mean yeah. it's just quite, i think just we're really bad at moving players on legends of the club like can you think of the fanfare and the just disgusting carlton moments hallmark moments that we're going to see for Klopp? like sky oh. going to be it's going to be disgusting sky going to be all over him BT or whatever they're called, TNT now. There's going to be montages everywhere. Scousers crying again. Honestly, I thought that someone had died when I saw all, all the people phoning in. <laughs> and it, but can you imagine what it's going to be like? And when, when they let Bobby Firmino go and how disgusting that was. Do you remember when John Terry went and they kicked the ball out on the 26th minute and they gave Oh, that him was a, disgusting. That was spent, dis- I mean, that was a disgrace. That it's a disgrace, right? And they should have done him for like, gambling stuff. like Because he must have, people knew that he was going to do that. So they could have bet on that. We're awful at it. I, I I have to say, I've never, never, ever, ever understood how John Terry has escaped his career with his reputation intact. I don't know how he has been able to do that, but he has. I mean, not outside of, inside Chelsea, I think he's fine, but outside of Chelsea, like he's not on TV. He would be on TV way more if, if yeah, people I guess. didn't know. You know. I guess, I guess. Um, but no, you're absolutely... Um, absolutely right about that i'd say on klopp i am um, i think we've talked about this before like i i he drives me in so frustrating on the touchline can't stand him but he probably is gonna go he probably you know when he retires from the game and he's 10 years from now retire completely you know he will be one of the greats i think i have to say yeah i just on a serious note i hope he's not unwell you know like he he's lost weight recently he was ill early in the year looks shattered didn't he there's a video going around on uh, youtube of the 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 liverpool obviously you know as they do pr'd and which i sort of you know wish that they didn't and giles made the point on our chat that he wished that they didn't and he's exactly right but there's a young boy in ireland who's obviously a massive liverpool fan and um and uh he uh he got to go to Liverpool and Klopp met him and and anyone that hasn't seen it I just encourage you to his really affected you, isn't it? This, oh, it's it like a month old brilliant absolutely brilliant I was sat outside but, my son's tennis lesson last night uh, yesterday morning I just thought you know what like what a, what a guy Klopp just brilliant but uh, but you know yeah go and watch it it's brilliant yeah yeah poor kids yeah. that's one with no hands and no legs yeah not start of a joke like any they they take him there they take they sent him to the club didn't they after they saw a video of him and then he they saw another video of him there but they, there's some great videos and they did the series with one of their sponsors and it's, it's that sort of stuff there's actually sky did one like a special day and they did one with spurs and it was okay but the, the <laughs> best one annoyingly is the one with chelsea where this ginger irish kid is always the irish kid spends um spends time John Terry, but gets to meet all the players, gets to meet Abramovich in a rare like moment, and it's it's actually really nice. Oh, so um, yeah, that makes you sick. Anyway. Do you remember the only time I cried in White Hart Lane? Um, did you, do you remember there was a kid who came on and he he had had an illness and he'd lost both both his feet and he did a 
did an interview at halftime and he passed the ball around on his blades with some of the players at halftime. I don't remember um, that. What's the jab you have as a kid and it leaves a scar in your arm? Uh, BCG. That one, he, he'd had something to do with that. That was the only time I cried. It's in some montages now of like the respect moments in football where they bring this this kid on. It's where yeah. we had the seatbelt kit. Do you remember that one? Oh, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I remember that. But things like that are the bits that, like the football clubs, it's really, it's quite right that they do and it's important that they get them right. And when they do get them right, because football players, even now, like I'm allegedly a middle-aged bloke, football players, they shouldn't be, but they're heroes. They are heroes. Yeah. And you, and you, I'm not sure that I'd sort of look up to them, but they are like they are heroes. Like you want to see them, and I want to get. I still want to get into my seat before kickoff to watch them warm up and show my kids, and or just generally be there, even if I'm even if I'm on my, on my own. And when they realise the power that they have over, over, and and the impact that they can have on people's lives, which is exactly what got me about Klopp and this boy in the, in the video, things that he did that he kind of didn't have to do. Um, it, I just think that's brilliant, and it's it's, it's what it's all it's about. Amazing, isn't it? Like, yeah. can I say, like, the, they made a point on um, one of the other football podcasts about like you you can. It's a second. It, tell you what, it was on the the Sky Sports podcast when they had um, not Ronnie O'Sullivan, the golfer, the Irish golfer. My brain has completely gone today. Um, uh, is the Irish golfer the, Rory uh, McIlroy? Rory McIlroy, uh, yeah, on the yeah, over on the overlap, yeah, and they talked about yeah. how like that moment can make someone's week or make their day, and it's just it's the best thing that's ever happened to them. Yeah, I've had one moment like that where mm-hmm. so ten years ago I did a run, I did the London to Brighton run, oh. Andrew K. I've told you about it before, and um, me and my mate Sai, we did a podcast talking about our training, and we like we were getting up four thirty in the morning, running twenty k's. We we talked about the pain. Like I I had a huge amount of injuries and I suffered depression really badly. Like there was times where I'd be like fetal in my in my room, just crying in the dark, just because I I just I had so much pressure to deliver on this this hundred kilometer run, but I couldn't hit my training plan. I was getting injured all the time and I was depressed. We just talked about it and we tweeted about it and we were just me and Sai really normal. We did a podcast the day after our office party and we were like hanging off the table it was the only Christmas party I'd been off and I was I was so hungover and we just were so normal with it and um there was an Irish woman and her Twitter handle was at this fat girl runs and she was just like it, it, it kept her going and she came over to watch a Muse concert and she was like guys can I meet up with you can I meet up with you we went to a pancake place it's not too far from Mediacom and she had made the hat she'd handmade the book handwritten loads of notes she'd taken pictures she'd taken quotes from the podcast and she was like you are getting me through some really tough stuff i really appreciate it. and i was a bit like all we do is just talk shit and you know we're just trying to do something which is probably largely just trying to respond to some sort of trauma to see if we can put our bodies through pain also some sort of ego thing that's all we're doing and that was i would love to be able to do that for so you just imagine how these guys, and and that's why it's so annoying when footballers get it wrong in it when they don't realise. Like when you see clips of teams walking into dressing rooms past kids and not even stopping to you know take a picture or sign something, it's like no, don't do that, don't do that because it's a second in your life. Then like all the life. people, all the famous people that I've met in my life, and there aren't that many, but I've met some. If I saw them again, they wouldn't remember me, but I will never forget the moments right. when i met them yeah 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 
And um, so he's great at that. And Jack Grealish. Yeah. He's brilliant. Big yeah. fan of Jack Grealish. Yeah. Most of the famous people that I've met over my life are now either shamed because of their personal life or dead. Go <laughs> <laughs> on, then. You've got to start. Oh, you can name names. There's no libel. No, I met a lot. I met Philip Schofield. Okay. He followed me on, on X, Philip Schofield. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you the go for that? Uh, no, I didn't see him. Okay. But um, that's all gone a bit Pete Tong, isn't it? Rolf Harris. Really I, met him, I met him at a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all Hugh gone Edwards. wrong. I'd never Hugh met Edwards Hugh Edwards. Never, never met Hugh Edwards. No. I met Jeffrey Archer. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you my, my, my parents were just trying to, introduce, trying to introduce me. So I don't know what they were trying to do. Anyway, I don't know where this is going. Let's talk about Tottenham. Yeah, let's quick. talk about something else. Um, <laughs> do you know, I was listening to? Have you listened to the official Spurs podcast? Uh, yes. Surprisingly good. It is quite good. It's is quite that good. the thing with Clive Allen? Is it that one? He's been on there a few times. He's been on there. The it's Dawson. It's Dawson hosting that's it. Right, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I had listened to um, it a couple of times. Pretty good. And they just did the Brennan Johnson one. They were talking about. Uh, you know, was it good to see Davis there? Because Davis is captain of Wales and you play for Wales, even though you're not Welsh. And um, he was like, yeah, and they, they were mentioning Davis. So I've, I've turned on on teams, um, speaker coach, and it's been giving me hints all the way through. And it just told me Welsh might be uh, an insensitive term and maybe offensive to some people and discriminatory, which I'm going to take offence at. But they were talking about, right? Because it's how are you? Oh. So then I, who am I to say that that's not true? Because I was born in Romford, which anyone hearing this will be surprised to hear. But um, what are you? How is one supposed to describe people from Wales then? Right, and I can say it. You know, it's you know, yeah, people. Of- if you can't say that people from Wales are Welsh, I don't know. Like, what's what's I don't know what the Welsh. That's too far. It's too far. It's too far. I would find more offensive <laughs> if people called me British. My brother called me British. Too then I got really angry. It's too, the, it's um, too far. It's too much. It's too far. It's too far. This is, this is it's what Biden does. It's Biden. It's, it's woke. It's has got woke. Um, what was I saying? Ben Johnson, Wells. Ben Davis. You've got me thinking about Ben Davis. And I, I, I always have to feel like I have to temper myself a little bit because I don't want to go overboard. But forget the Welshness. Ten years he's been with us. He's yeah. played left back, left centre back, left of a, of a three, centre back. What a player. And I was just trying to think of Dawson at his peak or Davis at, your peak, at his peak. Who are you taking? Oh, Davis. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I thought Michael Dawson was a lump. He was, but he, he sort of him and <laughs> him and Ledley were like the perfect mix, weren't they? Just yeah. sort of Rolls Royce one was a, a JCB. Yeah, I, so adaptable, Davis, and uh, you know he's he's hasn't got the attributes to be a really decent centre back, has he? Really, or even a really decent fullback? And he, I'm not saying he's world class or anything, but he is clearly you don't. I've heard other ex-professionals and professionals say this. You, it, you cannot be a Premier League footballer for 10 years and not be an elite player. No. And you have a look at Man United, they've got Johnny Evans yeah. there, he's about 52, yeah. and yeah. he's doing a job for him. And that's that's what Davis is doing. I think it's, it's remarkable. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see what Jack thinks about this. He, he usually argues with me about this sort of thing. But you I know, think if you're bit. comparing Ben Davis to Ledley King or 
no, someone that's Ledley. clearly going to be a world class defender yeah, like no, no, Van no. der Ven or something, then then I think you can say, oh no, he's you know he's just a journeyman. But he's been a Premier League footballer for nearly eleven years in a top six club, top four foot six club. He's an elite player, and um, you know, hundred brilliant player. I it's hope all- they give him a testimonial and they give money away for it. I hope because what happened to testimonials? Do they do you not do testimonials now? Is that that seems to have gone died out. Louis should have one. Rose yep. should have one. Yep. Kane should have one. Yep. It just it, it feels you like could it's do one of those charity, ones where they, you could just fun game and just give the money away. Well, look at the Ledley King one. People had loads of fun at Ledley King. Yeah, they, they were laugh testimonials. You just get a like to get a legends team out or another, you know, another just get Real Madrid over or something. I don't know. Just they, get Real just Madrid over. Yeah, it's just a laugh. It's just a laugh. Yeah, my yeah. son wants my son wants to go and see Real Madrid Oh really? Maybe oh, um, yeah. should get Monaco over and just just play because that's really exactly. fun, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. Just just for a laugh, just a bit That'd of fun, cheap, a like, tenner a ticket, make a bit of money, and the club can just you know give all the profits away. What what? You know that's it, I think things like testimonials are the things that ultimately sort of they're the little foundation stones of the culture of at a club. Culture of the club. Otherwise, it feels like you're over there. The team come out, they play, and then they're done. But it's the little things. I always love the players walking around the pitch saying thank you, just because it's a little bit of a connection. It's that you're exactly right. Imagine King came out and he did that. um, He played for Senrab, didn't he? I was listening to his. Do you remember? And he played with John Terry, J. Lloyd, Samuel. Imagine they got that gang back together. And obviously, we don't like Terry, but it'd be nice to see him. But why not? Things like yeah, that are a laugh and they're fun. And that's that's how I got to see Diego Maradona play. Uh, you were at that game. I did his testimonial. I was at that game as a very young lad sure. with my dad. Sure. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and I I and here I am, like 39 years later, still talking about it. So cool. Brilliant. So really, cool. really, really, really cool. While we're on the subject of really cool, do want to show my local team here. If Tottenham imploded tomorrow, then my local team would be Maidstone United. They're literally 10 minutes up the road from me. Go on, Maidstone. Incredible game, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. What a game yesterday. Fantastic. And for the for the town of Maidstone, which, you know, <laughs> yeah. needs a bit of a boost sometimes. Um, brilliant. What is oh, unbelievable. Boost. The magic of the cup yesterday. Loved it. Oh, brilliant one. It's Saturday TV. Two shots, two goals, beating Ipswich are going to be in the Premier League. Like, what? That was, it was magical. And I love that their, their next game is Punjab FC, isn't it? In the Kent Senior yeah. Men's Cup. <laughs> and you're like, go on, draw City at home. Draw City yeah. at home. My son's played on that pitch. And he keeps... No way. He's, yeah, yeah, he's played, he's played down at the Gallagher Stadium in Maidstone. It's an Astra, it's a 5G pitch. And, oh. uh, yeah, I went to watch a Tottenham Legends game at the Gallagher Stadium. A couple of seasons ago, and I bought a, a family ticket online <laughs> on, the, on the Maidstone United website. It was like you know, adults for a tenner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, two adults, two kids, thirty quid. So I'm like, some of that. So I bought it, and we took when we turned up. He said, "Oh, the guy at the gate." He went, "Oh, you've come with um, you've come with uh, your family with with children. It's just the four of you." I said, yeah, but I haven't got reserved seat or anything. He said, oh, where can I sit you? I said, he said, I'll tell you what, just sit in the away dugout. That'd be right. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> yeah, it was just brilliant. You seen the draw then? 
No, 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 I haven't seen the draw. Who, I draw no. Seen, yeah, who have they got? Uh, it'll be the winner of Coventry or Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, that's nice. Away? Yeah. Yeah, City have got Luton. So oh. we would have had Luton. Yeah. Big one tomorrow, Wrexham. Yeah. Wrexham. Is it Newcastle? Yeah. Oh, are they at home, Wrexham? Yeah, I'm not sure. They're going, they're going pretty well again, aren't they, this year? Yeah, they should go up again. Man, amazing, that. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, quickly then, who's just starting 11? Oh, it's Blackburn, sorry. Blackburn at home Blackburn. to Wrexham. Blackburn. That'd be yeah. tough. Difficult game, that. Yeah. What, um, my Tottenham starting 11. It's Tottenham starting 11 now. So, Vicario, Udogi, yeah. Van der Ven, Romero, Porro. That's yeah. easy. Sun up yeah. front. Madison yeah. at 10. Who's the rest yeah. of them? Um, so, my midfield, I think, would be... Uh, Benton Kerr. Um, Star. It's got to be Star. Probably Star and Madison. Yeah. And then I would play um, Son, Richardson, Kulisewski, obviously. Richardson on the left. I no, I, I'd probably play Richardson down the middle at the moment, purely because he's scored like six in eight. Going six goal yeah, yeah. games, he's, he's playing well, but ultimately, I think that the plan I, I still think I still don't think Richarlison is a Postacoglu center forward. I still think the plan is that he, um, that some plays out on the left and that they'll sign a center forward in the in the summer. That's my that's my guess. Or Werner will play out there and Sun will play down the middle. Yeah, I'm not sure about Timo Werner, I have to say, I'm really he's not a, sure about that. Plugging a gap, plugging a gap while we're in a transition. Yeah, it's the end product, isn't it? If he can, you know, the M, it's the M, it's the end product. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to be critical right. for this team because we're going to create chances across. Like it's not all, like all going to go through Kane or Son, and so Kudelski's great, no problem with him. But Johnson isn't accurate enough. Werner isn't accurate enough. Richarlison doesn't create enough for himself, and I just I think that those three are real problems for that. Real, but I know like accuracy is a is a premium product right now. Like you have a look at Nunes, he's he's not an accurate player. But that's that's who we're gonna have to go for if we want to be the team that we want to be, and that it that has to be the most important thing, along with you know the work ethic and all that sort of stuff. The sort of stuff you should expect from a footballer, but the stuff you can't teach that accuracy. I think that's going to be absolutely critical. Can you teach it? Because Son's got better about it. There was a few seasons ago where Jack was like, Son, not accurate at all, not clinical enough. And now he's completely changed that. I think you can teach that. I think what you can't teach is the kind of work ethic and behaviour oh, really? of, of, the, of the player, I think. I think. And that's why they play so much, you know, into meeting families and talking beforehand and you know all that stuff. It's so important that they get that they get that stuff right. I think I personally think the the single biggest challenge that they've got over the next two transfer windows is to figure out how they're going to put players in the midfield that are going to stop them shipping as many goals as they're shipping. They have got to stop shipping. They are shipping too many goals. I think that's I mean, my worry at the moment. Yeah, exactly. But they're very open and that's cool because that's the way that we're playing. But I think if you look at goals conceded and you look at the stats of goals conceded, I think our our record um, 
is is not brilliant to say that to, to say the very least and the truth is is through a season if you want to have a successful season you are not going to score two three or four goals every single game you're going to have the odd one nil and you've got to be able to keep a clean sheet and we just can i i my worry is that we have no issues with them scoring goals i'm never really too worried about that if we lose a game you know they're going to bounce back they've got Brilliant centre back and full back pairing. They've got fantastic players there, but they have they've got to stop shipping goals. I think they've got to figure that out. But there you go. I think so too, actually. There yeah. you go. What do oh, I know, mate? Nothing. Yeah, just found my daughter's turf in the draw. I did the, I was a tough fairy last night. Um, so what's been a pain is how much different parents pay for the tough fairy. What, 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 what did the tooth fairy pay in the? Spirit one pound in our family, which I know isn't isn't enough, but like oh, it goes up to a, a fiver in our school. Oh my god! Right, I did tell Dory. No. I was a bit like that's because the tooth fairy's trying to buy the kids' love, so we don't do that because the tooth fairy and loves doing that. Does the tooth fairy got a name? <clears throat> no, but Ellen asked me, "Did tooth fairies die today?" How do you answer that? Yeah, well, if it's a five or a tooth, then the answer is yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, really quickly. <laughs> when they run out of money, two quid, two quid here, and it's cookie. Apparently, two tooth fairies are, um, yeah, uh, t- two quid for the first one, and then uh, and then a pound. Oh, maybe I should have done that, yeah. yeah. I, I did think one wasn't enough, but my wife was a bit like, uh-uh. No, no, one's enough, mate, honestly. Otherwise, where's, I like that. kids got a lot of teeth, mate. I mean, yeah, <laughs> make the money. Exactly. It's not about the money, anyway. Right, it's, I, I, my nightmare is sneaking that thing under the pillow. I'm terrified I'm every time. I'm so sneaky. I'm, I'm so good at that stuff. Distraction. Yeah. Like Obviously, if there are anybody listening to this with their kids, what I mean is, is, is sneaking that thing under the pillow to see what the tooth fairy is left behind. That's yeah, what exactly. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, it's a good point. And the other one, do you know what devastated me? was past the parcel, learning that that wasn't random. I always thought it was random, so I, I'm <laughs> sure I didn't win it. That genuinely devastated me when I when I, when I went with as an adult with my kids to party, seeing kids, seeing parents do it, so every kid gets a prize. Broke me a little bit. Um, but Brentford, we haven't talked about Brentford on Wednesday. Yeah. Any predictions at all? Any thoughts? Uh, I think it'll be a tough game against Brentford. Um, it will. They're uh, they're they're really diligent and uh, tough to break down, but I think Madison. Ma- I am going. Yeah, I, a lot of my um, I've got I've got some family members that bizarrely live in Cornwall, and um, and Somerset that are Brentford fans. So there's always a little bit of niggle in there. I don't know where. I, I don't mean. I I can't remember why. If I'm sure they're not listening to this, but I'm I can't remember why. But apologies, Clive. I can't remember why you're a Brentford fan, but um, but there's all there's always a little bit of niggle in there for me. Um, but um, I think Madison will have had another week of training, and uh, they'll want to bounce back. I think they'll be a bit disappointed about the cup game, so I think yeah, I think they'll win. I'm not. I'd I'd still go into every game, pretty much nearly every game. And I can't see us doing anything other than winning at the moment. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Right. I'm just looking. The final of the Asian Cup is Saturday, 10th of February. Sonny's playing tomorrow, Tuesday, yeah. playing Tuesday, four o'clock. So hopefully he gets knocked out. Yeah, comes don't, home. Injure, don't 
Danke, Adrian. You see, Ed's ankle um, strapped up, didn't he? And then someone took him out. Just, just stop it. Danke, But Spurs' next five or six games, we've got a really nice little run. All winnable. Yeah, we've got Everton all after winnable, that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we've got Everton. Yeah, and Burnley with the all winnable games. And, Everton, uh, Brighton, I, Wolves, and, Palace. And more, more at home than away. Yeah. So I'm definitely expecting to see some um, momentum hey. built. It's a great it's chance. Brentford, Everton, Brighton, Wolves, Palace should win them all. Obviously, we won't, but should. Villa, okay, to th- a th- tricky one away. Then yeah. Fulham, Luton, West Ham, Forest, Newcastle should win all those. Then we've got City, Arsenal, Liverpool. Yeah, but I, I can only see it. I, I, like, Arsenal's a lottery, but Arsenal are rubbish, I think. And um, um, Villa, I think Villa are going to blow up, aren't they? Like, no, you know, yeah, so, um, I, you know, and they get everyone back, get the players back from the these overseas excursions. Like, come on, lads. Come on. I, I, I am sure we can finish top two. I'm excited. Minimum. I'm excited. I'm excited. I really am excited. I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in Australia and he's a West Ham fan. And he said that it's, he said literally every single person that he speaks to in Australia is a Spurs fan because of Ange. And they all think that we're going to win the league. <laughs> like, well, we are. Year, the next year. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Anyway. Right. right. Always Funny a pleasure. On. Yeah, lovely to see you. And uh, come on. It's going to be great. And don't forget, the future's bright, the future's really white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football. And I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well... They're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock. The swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick, we are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future, what was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. 
We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.